Welcome to the Darbal Podcast. I'm your host, Jada. This is a podcast where amazing Malaysian entrepreneurs share about the stories of how they have started. And hopefully, you will be inspired to start yours too. After this episode, our conversation will continue on our Instagram page at Darbal Podcast. And so, I'll see you there. Do you feel guilty when... People always come to and ask, Lindsay, how did you get this inspiration for this, you know, constantly? Uh, where does your inspiration come from? Like, uh, <laughs> how do you get inspired? I, I was always very guilty to answer that. Well, it's very cliche because I get it from everywhere. This episode is actually being recorded during FMCO. So I hope that everyone will be coping better than they are right now by the time this episode is live. And we will keep you company for the next 45 minutes or so. So today we have a guest that is also requested by many of you. I still remember the first time that I came to know about this artist is through this beautiful art piece of a girl in a beautiful floral dresses few years back then. And I'm not from uh, an artsy background, but I still can appreciate the art and I really appreciate it. It's not something too abstract for me. So... She started off from being a solo artist and now having a team. And right now, when you think about gifting someone that has a combination of painting and also flowers, you definitely think about her. So let's welcome Limzy from Love Limzy Co. to the Dabao podcast. Hi, Limzy. Hello, Dabao. Hello, Jada. Thank you for having me here. Share with us a little bit about yourself before we start. Hi, everyone. I'm Lindsay here, and I'm an artist and illustrator. I'm also a creative director of my own brand, Love Lindsay Co. So basically, I do a lot of artworks with watercolor and mixed media, especially with flowers. Yeah, so like what we mentioned, I believe many of us uh, came to know about you through, uh, there was this period of time a few years back then where we can see this lady with like this floral dresses. And so there's a beautiful uh, story behind how you get that inspiration. So could you share with us a little bit more? Uh, going back, it was I think five or six years ago. So I graduated from my college and at a point of time, I was working full time as a children's arts teacher. Mm. So uh, it felt to me it was like a nine to five job. And I wasn't doing anything too creative personally. And there were a lot of materials left uh, after class, like oh. the materials for the kids. Mm. Like I remember there was alphabet macaronis, broken crayons and even leaves and flowers, petals that we introduce to the children. So in order to get rid of the materials, I thought of why not if I could just construct something that is easy and fun and something that I could just do after work. Mm. Hence, I decided to just play around with the materials. And somehow... It got a bit more serious instead of just a, a sideline hobby. And I found my way back um, to my interest in creating art. Mm -hmm. So the transition was 
uh, it was my grandmother's birthday and I thought of doing something special to her mm. and she really loves flowers and I just thought of like uh, probably I could just pluck something off from her garden and at that point of time I just plucked a rose and I pressed it and I thought that the petals actually looked like a puffy dress Aww. so I made I made a dress from the flowers petals and made it into a bookmark and I gave it to her so that instantly she loved it a lot and she knew how to appreciate it because back then when my grandma and my family when they came to my exhibition they couldn't really understand what I was trying to express like it was somewhat more abstract or um, conceptual Mm. so this flower art sort of um kind of broke the comfort zone out of me that, oh, actually I could do something that is more approachable and more comprehensible for everyone to the public. And that's where I started to make a whole series of flower art out of it. Mm. So do you still remember how you felt back then when you saw her receiving the gift? Uh, yeah, I remembered clearly because uh, she, when she just received it, she was so happy and she loved it a lot. It was just from the bottom of the heart and I could felt it instantly. And that was mm. the that was the expression or emotion that I have been looking for so long in my personal art journey. So it's mm. a breakthrough for my own as well. Yeah, so it just make me so happy even though I don't own like a physical uh, piece from Love Lindsay Co. I've always enjoyed looking at them even through you know digital media and so if you were to look back to that experience of creating a bookmark just from a flower plucked outside of the house uh, what are some of the lessons that you like? It's okay to just experiment and it's okay to just be creative without fear because back then Uh, I was really very lost, probably just like any other graduate, but especially coming from Mm. the art background. We didn't have any internship. We didn't have any um, supporting background to to do our artwork other than just knowing how to pour paint and and be conceptual. So that was the thing that I want to remind the younger me that, you know, it's okay to just try out here and there and you'll figure out the way along the journey. Yeah, so just trust the process and just, you know, experiment with things. And so some of us might feel like, you know, you have been running Love Limsy Co. for the longest time, but I also just know this. I just came to know that you only started, you know, the company in 2018. So what gave you the courage to take the leap after seven years? Because you started on Instagram back in 2012. Yeah. 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 You got a very special <laughs> Jada. Uh, uh, so going back, I was, st- I was still staying in Singapore after mm. graduation. And I think that was 2012, many, many years back then. And I was, while I was working for the children arts 
uh, my, my children arts career, I later joined an art gallery to become a, a gallery assistant. And that was where I started to get some moonlight jobs and commissions for the for my artworks and illustrations. Oh. And I was juggling this freelance thing for a few, few years. years before I decided. Oh. Yep. So I was in the mm. art gallery for my nine to five job and I was just moonlighting my my commissions here and there. And for a few years I decided to just step out of my full time job and decided to just uh give it a go, a leap of faith for this this art career. And it was really good. And I think I have been lucky that uh, the freelance journey went through really well. But I figured out that, you know, it's time to have a bit of transition or have a bit of change. And that was also the time when I had clients at KL. So I was running between KL and Singapore and also I was doing some exhibitions in other countries, including Hong Kong and China as well. So I thought that I, I would really want to settle down <laughs> a bit, you know, like having a, a production team or, or a little team to to just have a bit of mm. teamwork. And my brother was and my brother's in KL, so I thought that I could just partner with him to try to figure out if this whole art <laughs> idea, whether if it's workable mm. or not. Hence, I started the company in February 2018. Yeah, so the company, like what you said, it was relatively new. So it's about two yeah. to three years. Twice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, time really So fast. you are you from KL or... You're from somewhere else in Malaysia. No, I I'm from oh, Sabah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I moved to Singapore around Wait. age of fifteen. Oh. So I was there since secondary school, high school, college, and work. So I I was there for about twelve. Mm, years. So how was the move from Singapore to KL? Because like what you mentioned, you're not from KL itself. So did you go with like? knowing that you will have a stable client base or you just went there and say, oh, I'm going to set it up when I'm in KL? Yeah, uh, when I moved to KL, it was kind of like a gradual transition. Mm. So I didn't move entirely here. So I still uh, came up here uh, for a few weeks to mm. meet clients and with my brother and my my fiance, but it was then boyfriend to oh. see like if everything <laughs> mm. works that way, and uh, it was pretty naive because uh, I didn't really have this business mm. background at all, and just to know that okay, I just had this few clients and I really gotta work it through, and somehow you you learn it along the way, and with the team you are able to do bigger exhibitions or events. And we eventually got into more like corporate mm. gifts and um, fashion illustration and editorials. So we kind of figure out along the way. Mm. So before this yeah. whole lockdown thing happened, I can see that you have been working with so many different brands. And so do you still remember like like who was the first brand that approached you and you know asking to for collaboration after so many years in? <laughs> 
Yeah, it was um, unforgettable. Way back in Singapore, I remember my first client was um, American oh, yeah. Express. And also at the same time, it's actually QQ. Uh, in China? Platform. WeChat platform. Oh. Yeah, it is. It was, yeah. It was really funny that my first few clients were Versus. all from international. Yeah. Yes. And the first project for American Express, it was for me to create this whole series of summer illustrations mm. so that they could promote their credit card. Sort of like uh, you can use your credit card uh, during summer and I uh, constructed with my constructed with the petals. Mm. So there were a lot of scenes of like the beach, the sea, and that was the first project. And the second one for QQ, it's actually for Mother's Day. So again, I did like a whole series of Mother's Day artwork for them. I remembered it was for their voice message functions because it was a new thing back then. Mm. And the promotion was all about to record your voice messages for your mother um, if they're if they're not beside you, so it's to encourage the children to send voice messages for the uh, the parents. Mm. And I did this whole series of Mother's Day artworks as well for them. So that was mm. the starting point, and I kind of knew that oh, actually, uh, I could make this work out as a living. Wow, yeah. so it's it's amazing how you managed to you know turn your passion into your full time job. And if we were to look back at what you mentioned, right, most of your clients are not locally, not they are not from Malaysia. So you must have been able to establish like a very strong brand online. And so for Love Limzy Co, um, what are some of your digital marketing strategy? In terms of marketing, uh, I didn't knew anything back then. <laughs> of course, it was just to, it was for fun, really, and mm. to just share my play things. That's why I really call it like online for my friends and family mainly. But once my artworks got more mature and I kind of knew the way that it is also like a gallery for yourself online. So you don't really have to rely on the, the mainstream art galleries that we used to rely on back then offline. Mm. So I, I thought that it, it would be nice that if I could just curate my feed into like a little gallery of my own. Wow, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, mm. yeah. so, so that was my, my mindset back then. And slowly but surely... Uh, I got interviews from media and articles as well. And that's where the, the pace came and uh, there was a lot more like sharings and from friends to strangers and even from locals to all around the world. So I, I guess that internet helped me a lot along the way. I didn't really do any um, like marketing strategy back then. <laughs> you just... Yeah keep doing it and yeah, then so you just I, kind of find I just trust that mm. probably you know if quality is good then you know everyone would definitely appreciate it and also because nobody hates flowers every everyone loves them and 
it's definitely a way for expressing my joy and happiness to the audience to I mean from the the artworks themselves so uh, that was the starting point so basically we just curate the social media content properly like every other week and and that's all so we just basically use story, IG stories and also Instagram as our main platforms yeah. and also our e-commerce now that everyone could buy something from our website or if you need an artwork a customized message or something that is inspired by flowers so mm. everything is handmade and uh, crafted by our own team so that is our company's core value that everything has to be handmade even though it's slower in production but we believe that that is the the core Human and, and concept that we want to mm. pers- yes perceive yeah so if you're tuning to this episode you can also at the same time go to their website as at loveflimsy.co so just now you briefly touched upon, you know, you said that you don't really have like a businessy background. And so like, what are some of the advice that you would give yourself before starting the business, you know, after looking back at it a few years later? Okay, so if it's I want to... It's such a big topic though. <laughs> yeah, if I want to encourage the, the 20-year-old me back again, mm. I, I was really naive. I thought that... Um, just to have a few models of business and that will be mine. For example, mm. back then, I really loved this company called Rifle Paper Co. I'm sure you heard of it. Yeah. It's, um, it's a stationary company. Super and I, like, pretty. Yeah. Yes, very pretty. <laughs> and I really love the illustrations. And I was so amazed by their range of um, products and merchandises. And I thought that, wow, as long as I followed this few uh, role model companies, then probably it Mm. would work out for me. But that was really not the case because it differs for wherever that you are from. Like, for example, you are from Malaysia. The target audience is really different. And Mm. also the, the seasons, the occasions, and even the demands are very different as well. So... Even though my artworks, my personal exhibition, it was started from the attention from overseas, but coming back to the team and company, we will still have to prioritize the local demand and requirement as well. So we cannot um, forget about that. So that was one huge lesson for me is to localize and really listen to the audience and viewer around your mm. region. And then you will then move on to the the international part because you will always have to start somewhere small rather than somewhere that is big and ambitious and you can't even hold it or your ideas will be just everywhere and it won't be as concrete. Yeah, Yeah. this is quite a common uh, thing that I've heard from, you know, my friends that are aspiring entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs is that they kind of see like, a model company or the ideal company that they see overseas and they kind of want to replicate that to Malaysia's context and sometimes yes. it can't it doesn't work right so what are some of the interesting insights that you realize how different like Malaysian 
market is. Um, let's talk about artworks. Like for mm. Malaysian customers and audience, they 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 don't really buy artworks to display at home. So uh. I think that is kind of opposed to Western or international um, people that mm. they will just hang an artwork in their room or house for no reason, just for decoration or admiration purpose. But mm. back in Malaysia, it's not the case. So we thought that probably we will have to rely on some occasions, especially now that we focus on weddings, birthdays, mm. anniversary, and and somehow they will appreciate the artworks more and they are willing to spend the money for <laughs> occasions. So that's where our focus is that um, we decided to just put more focus on all of this different celebration and it will be easier to introduce our really niche market to the, the mass public here. Oh, I love it. Like, like for me, it's easy for me to give that as a gift for someone. But if you want me to buy them myself and put it, then I would be a little bit more reluctant and buy, you know, making that piece special. Yeah. I can see why it's yeah. working better. And also the, the value of artworks is that we decided to make it really affordable and also mm. to, to just focus that uh, back to our core values is that everyone could appreciate art as it is instead of the really high rising price that you see in auctions or things like that. So we decided to have our production team properly like from the uh, artwork to the printing mm -hmm. to the production of the flowers and also to the delivery. We tried to make things as affordable for everyone because we knew that it is a very niche market for Malaysia especially and we decided to control the market price and also the size of it so that it is comfortable for everyone as gifts and also like what you said, um, people are a bit uh, stingy for themselves but they are very generous when it comes to gifting. <laughs> Yes, and so if you want to have a look at uh, Limzy's art pieces, they come in many sizes. So as per usual, you can head over to lovelimzy.co to have a look. And I've always enjoyed uh, looking at how you answered some of the Q&As and I'm very happy that I can trace back to some of them on your story highlights. And one of the favorite questions that I can see people are very curious about is, you know, about your creative process. And one thing that I remember, right, you mentioned that it comes quite naturally for you. And so when I saw that answer, it reminds me of this quote by um, Steve Jobs, which I would love to share. So he mentioned that um, creativity is just connecting things. When you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw it coming. It seemed obvious to them after a while because they are able to connect the experiences that they had. So do you feel guilty when... People always come to and ask, Lindsay, how did you get this inspiration for this, you know, constantly? Yeah, I totally could uh, comprehend that, Jada, because uh, the, the usual Q&A question is that, uh, where does your inspiration come from? Like, uh, how do you get inspired? 
I was always very guilty to answer that. Well, it's very cliche because I get it from everywhere. But mm. I, I truly, I truly support uh, what Steve Jobs uh, mentioned about this because there is this instinctive taste in artists and designer that mm. you know it is good when you feel it, when you see it. <laughs> so you can't really describe it um, with words. But for me, I think that's uh, my forte because uh, even though uh, previously I mentioned that I lack uh, financial and business background, but I know that I'm good with my art. So mm. uh, I just hold on to this belief that, you know, probably someday it will definitely... <laughs> Uh, make it out yeah whether if it's like a one-hit wonder or a, a gradual transition or it could be just um, you know I, I'm just very stubborn because I know that I trust my instinct I trust my taste but mm. I can't really sh- tell everyone that oh how do I get this how do I get <laughs> that inspiration basically mm. it's just everywhere yeah so like what we mentioned before this conversation right so um Love Limsy Co. came out with this um, FMCO collection. So how did you guys eventually come out with, hey, I'm going to do this aromatherapy or like candle series? So how did that come from? (laughs) So it started last year when the pandemic hit. And Mm. I remember that we were quite panicked as, as per usual with everyone else. And we thought of having this transition of not just focusing on artworks because at that point of time, uh, of course, our sales was affected hugely mm. and uh, half of our sales came from events and corporate gifts. So yes. di- very directly that events were all cancelled and I, ha- I had less of my illustration and live illustration jobs. And my mm. team, they thought of um, expanding this lifestyle and home living collection mm. because we it, it's about time we had the experience uh, dealing with like suppliers and also scents and also it's time to move on or have a transition for our brand as well mm-hmm. I was a bit worried because I had never touched this part before like yes you had it's to completely new yeah it's completely new and it's about another scent sense that I am not familiar with and also it is all about um, inventory as well so that's what I'm really worried of but we decided to make it very small scale and a lot of the the productions like the candles they are hand poured on a very small scale and also the diffuser it was made in very small scale as well so that's how we control it and surprisingly because everyone was stuck at home, the collection was really well received. And also that I, I, as usual, I wanted to do something that not everyone is doing here. So mm. then it was something new to the market. And yeah, it was uh, from then and all the way till this year. So that was pretty much like our best sellers for now, especially mm. the Reed Diffuser and the Candles. It's so crazy like how you have been able to evolve uh, from your artwork to like coming up with different collections expanding collections according to time with FMCO and I believe like what you mentioned your team has definitely played a big part so 
when you're expanding from being only a solo artist to having a team, what are some of the changes in mindset that you have to have? Okay, so back then when I was a freelancer uh, artist, I was just this solo artist just hanging around and very defined <laughs> by my own perception and, and, and thinking mindset. Mm. So after having a team, I realized that it wasn't the case that it's only me that is just functioning, but it's actually the whole teamwork. So uh, there's this quote that says that if you walk alone, you will walk fast. But if you walk with a team, you will walk very far. And I truly believe that mm. because uh, the team has not only provided me very insightful um, knowledge and, and feedback about the, the market that we are facing now, and also how that I could transition from very fine art or very conceptual illustration to this more living and lifestyle and more mainstream uh, concept, yet it is still one of a kind because uh, I still want Love Lindsay Co. to be uh, a unique brand rather than just a, a mass production brand of mm. its own. So I think that's the huge uh, lesson life lesson for me from one person to a, a team. Yeah, so share with us one thing that you have stopped doing and one thing that you start doing more after having a team. Okay, <laughs> yes, this is a tricky question. So one thing that I have stopped doing is I barely paint in the daytime now. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, because I spend more of the daytime doing office and paperwork and lasting with the team and also orders here and there with clients. So all the morning paperwork are done in the daytime. And I focus more of my own concepts and creative direction and even painting at night. Mm, so that's definitely a very um, insightful sharing for many of Limzy's fans, including me. And so um, I still remember this incident that happened quite some time ago uh, from Chamwon's story where you had to deal with some uh, unfortunate uh, incidents of having copycats because it's so pretty, right? And everyone wants a piece of that. And that's... Um, a very sad and common scenario when it comes to, you know, the art space. And so how did you deal with it back then? Okay, it wasn't really just like a one-time accident. So it happened once in a while. And once in a while? Yeah, it happened once in a while. And I had a lot of um, uh, new foundings like, uh, okay, someone copied our design. Uh, not only on artworks and frames, we even found our artworks being copied at like packagings and even facial masks. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was really crazy. Back then, I knew that I didn't have the money and time to deal with all this thing. And of course, I didn't know where to start. And first mm. of all, we will usually start by talking some sense to the um, to the, the opponent itself and if let's say if they're okay with it they will remove it out and even apologize but for some we have met some that are really stubborn and they would just stand still with what they do like oh for example 
the flower dress that mm. they drew, it's actually facing the right, but the, the one that I drew was facing the left. So they they sound they sound a lot of sense, but actually it you can definitely tell that art and design is just a one line kind of border that differentiates whether if it's yours or not. Uh, so most of the cases we manage to deal it like under the table, like just settle it out. And mm. for some, uh, I decided to just let it go because they are probably just a start to up or just another budding artist that is trying to figure out. And I'm mm. sure that after the warning, it, uh, they will never repeat again. So that was pretty much the case. But coming back to just to comfort myself once in a while that I would tell myself, <laughs> oh, because uh, we are pretty good. I'm pretty good. That's why people will copy it. So I'm kind of like the optimist in life. And always tell myself that it's okay because uh, I should definitely still focus on how to better my skills, how to move forward, than to just stop at that point. Because if you're good enough, people will never um, ever reach your your milestone because you are always way ahead. Yeah, so that's how I always comfort myself. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm doing something right. That's why they are copying me. And so if there's this new and upcoming artist coming and they have discovered that their artwork are artworks are being copied. So you would advise them to, you know, first go and talk to them and see how their reactions first. And then if that really can't be solved, just move forward. Would that be that? If it's really too severe or serious, right? Mm. I think for mm. now, now that we have the resources and, and experience, I will definitely seek for legal advice but I definitely hope not to reach that point mm. like uh, still hoping to to solve it beforehand yeah alright I think that mm. has also been a very important insight for many of our creative people as well and so um, if you could share one tip and a sentence for those that are looking to turn their passion into a profession what would it be? I always hold on to this quote, done is always better than perfect. And uh, it's it applies to a lot of things in life. Like um, we will always doubt ourselves and the biggest enemy is still our own self. Mm. That you are always afraid of showing your art or your ideas or plans out to the world but we are now living in a really contemporary world that you can always do it yourself rather than relying on others. Like just show it on your Instagram or your social media and it could be possibly not your best work when you were very young, but it's okay because it's really all about the journey than the destination. The more you do, the better you are and also there will be more chances and more doors open for you. So you have to give yourself that chance. Mm. And don't give up before you even try. Mm. This ties back a lot to the art that Limzi's created. Because for every petal that she puts on the paint, it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same every time. And like what she mentioned, right? You don't strive for perfection. Just do it. 
Yes, just don't strive for perfection because back then I used a lot of fresh flowers. So mm-hmm. whatever that I had there, I had to take a picture. Otherwise, they would just die and wilt and it will be a waste of time and effort. So mm-hmm. no matter what, I had to finish everything by the evening and just use photograph to freeze that moment. And that applies to me uh, as a lifetime reminder that you know, just set yourself little goals and bit by bit, every day, just do a bit of project here and there, you will definitely reach somewhere. Because one day, uh, you will definitely be discovered by someone who appreciates you. Even though not all your artworks are good or not all your, your art hits the point, but trust the instinct and trust the process. Um, I'm also very guilty about that because I try to perfect everything that I do and when you want to achieve that sense of perfection it doesn't only add on to the burden of you wanting to achieve certain things but you can't really produce right (laughs) and so a a very friendly reminder to everyone be gentle to yourself but don't stop pursuing your passion and so there's this IG story that you posted one day before FMCO, the total lockdown, mentioning that, you know, Love Limzy has been hit very hard. So how are you coping with the business uh, in this new round of lockdown compared to one year ago? Okay, so for the second lockdown, I believe that all of us have learned from the first lockdown. And we have actually just moved our office, which it was quite a big move yes. and direction but we kind of figure out that fmco is coming so we, we decided to just move the office late i mean earlier than late later because mm-hmm. our contract ended anyway so we we definitely have to move it and of course events are still not back yet but for now thankfully we have our e-commerce website and also we had a lot more corporate gifts uh, requests because everyone's stuck at home but brands still want to have things to be sent to their clients so we are still figuring out along the way like with everyone else but I'm sure that we can definitely hold on and persevere throughout this <laughs> this crazy pandemic until it is over so trust me we will be back fully and strong but for now let's just keep it still and you know let's just keep swimming forward Mm. with everyone else and just to stay safe because if people and the nation is not healthy then there's no point doing business and the economy won't revive because it's all about human right Mm. yes and it won't be sustainable so really really looking forward you know when everything is over and then you you will be able to pick up your artwork from the office and hopefully be able to drop by to see some art collections which i see the team has been decorating for a bit and so what is your vision for a love flimsy call moving forward okay so moving forward uh Let's talk about the the company first. So for Love Limsy Co, we will definitely hope that events will be back, of course, and that that we we get to have the human touch again because that's what I really long for. Like to do fashion illustrations or just uh, portrait illustration is to have this close engagement so that is mm. what I really wish that things will come back. And also for the company itself, I I won't say that, uh, I don't want to say 
things that are too ambitious, like a five-year plan or ten-year plan, because it's so, uh, unpredictable now. But mm. as long as uh, I could just just do this well with my whole team, because I really take them as a family, and that would be really really the best. And of course, personally. Uh, on my other side of my own artworks, I I really miss like exhibitions and also events. So there are there have been requests of um, overseas exhibition um, now, but we, I definitely can't do it. So let's hope mm. that I could do something for that because I've been putting a lot of time for the company and and the production. I wish that I could sometimes do some personal artworks as well. Personal creative side. Yes, and so this interview has been a very like you know very deep dive session to many of the BTS that we see, other than what we see on the website or on the social media page. And so for our audience that would like to stay connected with you, how can we do that? Okay, so if you like to say hi, then you can just <laughs> check our website, lovelindsay.co. Or if you wanna just uh, chat with me, probably you could Instagram me at lovelimsy, or otherwise you can email me at lovelimsy at gmail.com. Yes, so if you're interested in the FMCO series that we mentioned earlier on, they have diffusers, candles, and so if you like to have some of them to bless your home when you're spending so much time at home in the lockdown, do head over to lovelimsy.co. So thank you so much for coming onto the show, Lindsay. That's all for this week. I would love to hear your thoughts and learning points from this episode and our conversation will continue on our Instagram page at Dabao Podcast. I'm your host, Jada. Stay healthy, stay safe. And I'll see you on next Monday, 8am.